What's going on, Colin? How you been, man? How's it going, man? Good, man. Good. Been wanting to get you on. How's, yeah, uh... We've been all over the place, dude. Everybody's either sick or people all over the map right now. So Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I was talking to Coach Coach Green, and he was saying he takes it 12 hours at a time. I was like, yeah, that's, that's the way to do it, man. <laughs> you wake up, it's you think you're here, then, you know, when you're going to bed, you're here, whatever it may be. But um, no, uh, can go a lot of different directions with this, man. You got a lot going on. Obviously, a lot of history in the sport, a lot of, a lot of takes, I'm sure. But uh, you, I mean, from the rip, man, right, you and Lance were, were the guys, right? I mean, you kind of, right off the rip, right? Do you have a youth wrestling memory that kind of sticks out to you? I know there's probably a ton, but do you have one that kind of just sticks out? Dude, honestly, just, I just remember always going to Burnett's barn. And just, you had to be ready for war, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, was that in Grafton or was that Milan or? Now, no, that was still over in Grafton. Yeah. Okay. So it was real close to us. We were over in Columbia Station. Mm-hmm. So it was only like a 15 to 20 minute drive. And every time you pulled in there, I mean, you had Tony Jameson, Cam Tassari, the Stever brothers. I mean, <clears throat> the room was just loaded. And <clears throat> I just remember every time going into that room, if you weren't, busting your ass your dad was definitely gonna whoop you (laughs) i mean every every takedown it was like the national finals but i just always remember that every time i see bernie i have like flashbacks (laughs) you know like hold ptsd and hold myself down (laughs) but um no man stuff like that and you know obviously we traveled the country quite a bit you know that's kind of how we got our name out there but we uh traveled with a lot of cool people and had a lot of good times, you know, the Silvers and the Ashmores and Taylor and rooming with people all over the place. And it was pretty cool, man. We dealt, developed some relationships that, you know, still click today. And I don't know, it's pretty neat. Yeah. I mean, that, that, the, the, the names you mentioned nationally, and then also, you know, just the room at Burnett's, you know, locally, right, right? from Northeast Ohio, that was, it, it was just, crazy crazy we always talk about if all the guys who trained with bernie ended up all at the same place i mean it'd be phenomenal right right i mean even you know jameson was you know from he would have been at monroeville i believe too and you know he ended up you know going over to youngstown so if you imagine with he was that monroeville for just those five but yeah yeah i mean right you had all those guys at bernie and this is back you know before what it was now but that was the who's who you know it was crazy (laughs) Yeah. Right. And it was such like a small, small room at Pycraft's place. And mm-hmm. I mean, people just got in there and bang, dude, it was, rooms are a little bit different now. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't really see as much of like how we used to train. I think mm-hmm. kids may be more skilled nowadays, but uh, it was, it was nice being in a room where you knew if you got in a brawl, you were, <laughs> you were right. Right. So. No, I think we're in a good spot in Ohio though. Right. We have more options to train right back then. Right. You train there, probably there in Jordan's. I mean, anywhere else, kind of. Yeah, I mean, other than that, <clears throat> what were we chasing? We we're we we're running out to North Akron every now and again. Okay. They had a really uh, solid room every now and again, and then, um, yeah, I mean, now, dude, like every street corner you go, you got a training facility. So, I think for the sport in general, it's a great thing to have. But um, it, I think we uh, <clears throat> down here in Columbus, we're just trying to get that intensity level to match what you know where cleveland and all those places are at it's getting there just takes time we've no, lost a, you know i don't think we've lost a step everything's going in the right direction you know you got stevers down here and you got moran down here he runs a you know pretty intense mm-hmm. room and everything so i think you just keep it going and keep producing yeah you guys are definitely in a good spot compared to what it was you know 10 years ago i feel like in central right. ohio um I guess growing up, you know, you and Lance, obviously, not, not to harp on that, but was it, did you guys know all along St. Ed's for sure, or I guess, or what, what was that process like? Oh, dude, that was a crazy one. So I was always set with St. Ed's. Lance was in between Walsh and St. Ed's. So at okay. the time you had like Mike Pasillo, you had mm-hmm. Dave Rella, um, probably missing a few, but. Um, oh yeah, there's, there's a ton, whole, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had this whole group of guys that were set to go to Walsh at the time. And uh, the first day of school, Lance was actually driving to Walsh and then just had this inkling of he didn't want to go and he wanted to go to St. Ed's. So then turned back around and the next day he was at St. Ed's. And that's really, 
Yeah, dude, it was it was nutty because uh, I know we're, they were in talks with like Marhofer and everybody else, and I think that's the era of Musser and um, Marchetti mm-hmm. were there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you had two amazing coaches right, going right. on. So it was you know a hell of a program, but I don't know. I, I've always been a fan of St. Ed's, you know, just watching like Yoshi Nakamura and all them guys mm-hmm. growing up, Mike Tolar. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list is endless with <laughs> monsters from there, but it was, I don't know. I was always an Ed's guy. That's for sure. Right. Right. Um, you keep, you obviously keep in touch with those guys, right? Any, uh, anyone you lean on specifically or, or you um, as far as in most? touch with like the older alumni, um, I always follow all of, uh, Yoshi's stuff you know right. obviously right. he's still tied in with beat the streets and all that good yeah, stuff out in New York right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um finance I think he does financials in New yeah. York yeah. but um he's just a good dude man yeah has walked the I forget his the slogan but he does Instagram you know kind of when the whole COVID thing he walked the block I forget what oh yeah, called. yeah, yeah something yeah. the block around the block with Yoshi yeah yep, yeah I like his takes on things he, he seems like a pretty smart guy and uh yeah he wrestled uh so he was around my you know my age and i remember we were at top gun and we had uh it was my freshman year and he was wrestling one of our you end up state champs and you know a d3 you know we were small school but he just our guy thought he was going to go upper body with yoshi and obviously that didn't (laughs) did not well i think he ended up teching our guy and our guy was no d3 state champ but yoshi just same thing over and over but uh he's a bad dude yeah they had some uh you know it's obviously but yeah walsh even in that time frame too man at that time frame when i was there was I didn't know that. That's pretty crazy. So you had pretty close to being a Warriors instead of Eagles, huh? Yeah. I mean, we trained, you know, out there so much. And then, you know, for me, I had like Chase Skenesny. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, Tyler Lambert. I actually ended up wrestling him in the state finals one year. He transferred out from Walsh to Stowe. Okay. So, I mean, the, the caliber of kids were definitely there, but I think everybody just got spread out a little bit, you know? So. Mm-hmm. but that's where we were. I mean, we were also, I mean, Strongsville was on our radar. Oh, you know, how was that? So what, 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 what well, was kind of, we all first started at um, Strongsville mini Mustangs or mm-hmm. actually it was Strongsville YMCA. And then it turned into the mini Mustangs and um, Pasillo was one of the guys who we kind of grew up mm-hmm. alongside. Mm-hmm. So you had Pasillo, Albert Matson. He ended mm-hmm. up going to Ed's as well. He was a state champ. Um, who else? The group was huge, and everybody just kind of parted. Some went to Walsh, some went to Ed's, and um, I don't, I don't remember remember the reasoning behind that. But uh, my grandma had lived in Strongsville, so we were trying to like scoot that direction initially, and then we ended up pulling the trigger going to Ed's. But gotcha. there was a few, there was a few options on the list, and I know Jordan was trying to get us to come down to Graham, and mm-hmm. I mean, we just. I don't know, man. I wasn't a big fan of being that far outside of the city. Mm-hmm. We grew up real tight to obviously by Strongsville and all that. So we mm-hmm. had everything we needed right there. Um, but yeah, it was, it definitely came down to Walsh and Ed's when nice. Lance was making his decision. Right. So. so was it natural then, you know, obviously, you know, you had the injuries at Howe State, but was it natural then to just go because he was there, you know, as, as the older brother thing? To yeah, State? pretty much. I mean, especially with Ohio State, like I hardly even looked at, other schools or anything like that. I had been a big Ohio State fan, but I felt like, you know, between, uh, you know, going down when Lance was – I'd go down with him when he was going down for his recruiting trips and all that good stuff, go to the football games. And, uh, you know, the coaching staff was amazing at the time. It was Hellickson, mm-hmm. uh, Mitch Clark. You know, he had been working with us from the time we were like nine or ten years old on boot riding. And, and Heskett was there coaching there. too, right? Was Heskett still there coaching too? Yeah, Heskett was there – so that he was part of the new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. So Lance was recruited by Hellickson and Mitch mm-hmm. and um, who else was on there? I want to say uh, I'm drawing a blank. It's all right. But anyways, um, as soon as Lance got there, that's when everything like flip flopped. So mm-hmm. they gave him the option: Hey, you can stay or you can go. Um, you know, he ended up staying. You know, with Tom Ryan and so Tom brought in Jack, um, not Jaggers. Um, Tom brought in Joe Haskett. And then he had uh, Lou Roselli, obviously, was his right-hand man. But um, – and then Thatcher was on the coaching staff as well. But, yeah, I mean, I just kind of – I fell in love with Ohio State, and I just 
I mean, Jaggers was the one who kind of hosted Lance, and he was a few years older than Lance. And then, you know, he was always super good dude, super, super, like, welcome and opening, mm-hmm. even though I was, like, what was I, 15 years old down, down at Ohio State yeah. hanging out. But, um, yeah, I mean, just good vibes. I also liked uh, – I liked Oklahoma State, though. And uh, okay. I never went and did a trip, which I kind of wish I would have. Um, obviously things didn't work out when I got to college anyways with my body, but, um, I think, uh, so one of my good buddies, Jordan Oliver, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> he was in between Ohio state and Oklahoma state, but he had, he was one year older than me. And I wanted to go to college with this dude because I'm like, Hey, this is the baddest dude mm-hmm. that I would say in the entire country around my size. And, um, I just wanted to be like training partners with this dude. And it was unfortunate because he went to Oklahoma state and he's like, dude, he's like, I just couldn't say no to John Smith. I'm like, I don't think I could have either. Dude's a monster. But um, yeah. So I was kind of torn between a couple places, but I think it was more of Ohio state was close to home, mm-hmm. big brother type of deal. They were all super welcoming and good people. And that's just kind of how that flew. Gotcha. Did you have kind of, I guess, you know, you and, and, you know, Lance on the mat had the same, you know, style, I guess, but I guess approaches the sport. I mean, anything different in your training or, I mean, you kind of, right, came up under Wayne the pain, right? And then obviously you had the Ed's touch, but I mean, anything in approach, you know, I know me and my brothers just had all different styles. It wasn't very, it, you know, the same at all, but I mean, you guys, you know, I guess in your training or anything different? I mean, honestly, dude, we, uh, you know, with, with training under my dad, we had, you know, he did all the weightlifting. So, I mean, we started weightlifting at probably 12 years old, 10 years old. Like, mm-hmm. so we were just like, you know, kind of forming the style all the way around, but we kind of turned into like just brutes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like now you see like a ton of like, like I was saying earlier, like a ton of skill and everything else. And there's a little less like brawl type of wrestling going on right now. And I just feel like it was, you were out there to take somebody's head off, you know what I mean? Right. Like, oh yeah. For sure. It was a very rough style of wrestling. Um, but between me and Lance, I mean, when Lance, the older he got, he definitely turned into, um, you know, he, did, he didn't come out of position much. He was very, very strong in the positions that he would like to get to. And he stuck to a couple moves. He stuck to, you know, like a blast double on his feet and he stuck to boots and power half on top. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I kind of ran through a little bit of, a little bit of everything, you know, I think, uh, I wrestled more of like a feel, you know, instead of forced, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, I don't know, just kind of ran through whatever was available. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But and all in all, I think we we're both pretty brutal when it came to hand fighting and just trying mm-hmm. to make sure you let the guy know that you were there. You know right. I, mean? I think aggressive would be the, you know, the, the, the term, right. And I think I'm probably went in before matches kind of intimidating some people especially at a young age i mean right i remember you know i was a little bit older than you guys but you know from seeing you know some of the videos and stuff the aggressiveness um anything you take away in your coaching now that you yeah that your dad kind of instilled in you is um, one, one aspect yeah i would say one thing that i always try to focus on with my guys that my dad always did is um consistency i know I know it sounds goofy out of all the things we did, but what I've noticed just from coaching these guys, the guys who are consistent with me and, the, you know, obviously if you're consistent with me. I'm going to be super consistent with you. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. skipping a beat, but I just feel like if you don't have the consistency portion in anything you do, you're just, you're not going to make it, especially to that elite level, you know, and then now with clubs, every, every street corner, like we were saying, mm-hmm. you don't, I mean, just being consistent, whether it's with training or whether it's with, you know, your attitude or, you know what I mean? Like, um, I know it sounds a little bit goofy, but I just, I just always try to be consistent with my guys. And my dad was, I mean, it was crazy. We were 10, 11 years old and we didn't miss a workout. You know, it was like, that was our regimen. That's what we did. And, you know, um, it was hard, but obviously everything paid off, you know what right, I mean? Right. It was kind of like just going to work. That was your job. That's what you do. You get it in, you get it done. And um, that's the biggest thing that I preach to my guys. You know, 
when you're when you come to practice you're at practice for maybe let's see three four and a half hours a week depending on how many days we do that's not enough you know like if you guys aren't putting in two three hours a day at home you can't expect to be at the top of the podium like when my guy some of my guys you know they'll wrestle i call them part-timers they're here mm -hmm. for four or five months and then they're gone for seven mm -hmm. and um you know these guys they'll get to the state tournament and they're crying because they lost i'm like dude this kid wrestles 11 months out of the year how do you expect to stick you, you can't compete with that I, I don't know but um yeah i would say that's definitely the number one takeaway i mean it was crazy dude like being that young and my dad just super super automated everything in life he was super consistent with our training it was it was definitely like just being completely 100% dedicated to making sure we had what we needed. Right, right. It's yeah. um, it, you're both real receptive to it too. I mean, you've probably seen those kids that you kind of push hard and it's like they crumble, but you guys, yeah. you know, you guys were you know built for it mentally and physically, right? Obviously. Right. Um, but no, I I uh, I get what you're saying though. The consistent, you know, you can't expect to get the results from the work you didn't do right and uh right. I, I see on you know social media sometimes you kind of do a shout out to the club like look here's here's the program if you want to be at the top and yeah. and you know what you know obviously you've done it and you've been coaching right. it right i mean you're taking guys across the country and um you know, obviously within the state too you know you're getting the results um any uh what what you know i guess transitioning into your program what who are the, some of the coaches you have there with you with your program so for a long time we had uh tj cernus ethan burden and ron wilson so mm -hmm. basically these were three kids that were in my room so i had brennan cernus he's now wrestling at wyoming sem um they have him ranked like i think seventh in the country right now took fourth or fifth at iron man i'm drawing a blank on that one but um and then we have ethan burden he's now a freshman at uh uh, Dublin Kaufman. He'll probably be a 20, 26 pounder, somewhere right around there. Um, and then we had, we have Ty Wilson, who's also over in the Dublin area. Uh, he's at Dublin Scioto, but these guys are freshmen this year. Is he a freshman this year? Yeah, he'll be a freshman. He's a beast too, man. Mm -hmm. He was, uh, he took second two years ago at junior high state. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he was on track this year where was he going to go? 102, I believe it was. Yeah, I believe 102. And I think he was, and I think he was a clear favorite. But, um, I mean, these, these are just guys who – so basically the guys who helped me coach, they were just the most committed people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I sat him down, had an interview with him, and was like, oh, okay, you know, you took third at districts in 99. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, it was just more along the lines of they're committed. They were always there. They didn't have any expectations, anything different than what I was doing for the whole rest of the club. And, um, you know, they, they're just really good dudes, good helping hands. You know, Cernus, he was always really good with running the running a practice. Like if I had to, if I have to miss one, he'd be, he'd jump right in. Burden, he's our go-to guy for um, like cardio, mm -hmm. cardio and uh, aggression, hand fighting, all that good stuff. Um, his uh, brother's the head coach out there in Steubenville. So they got a history of wrestling. And then Ron Wilson, he just, honestly, he's just developed so much over time. He now runs practices with groups of kids and everything else. Nice. And yeah, he, he does a pretty good job. So, I mean, that's, that's really the three that we have uh, stuck with. And then now um, it's been super nice because throughout like the past couple of years, especially with me transitioning into the high school, um, and taking over at the sales, you got uh, Coach Gilmore. He's a coach at Highland. Mm -hmm. um, he brings his boy. He's always lacing up and helping out. Nice. Um, just good people in general. Yeah, you know what I mean? Awesome. Like he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, people just hopping on the mat, helping out. I mean, it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we've talked about this before, but you know, I coach at a you know Catholic school, and you do too. But your situation is a little different, right? You gotta, they gotta live within a you know, the, the area, right. Which right. kind of makes it almost worse than, you know, not worse, but more obstacles than a public school. Right. I mean, yeah, it's super crazy. You, you guys are completely um, open, right? Like you can come. Yeah. From yeah. We're super small and obviously we're right in the lake. So we don't draw from North. Um, and then we have another private school, um, you know, South of us, but um, you know, it's not the population of Columbus either. So it's a little right. different, but, but yeah, I mean, it's open, but 
but yeah. Yeah. So for us, it's, it's super goofy. And I didn't realize this until I took over as the head coach. So basically you have to live in like, say there's like five or six Catholic schools. You have to live in that quadrant Mm -hmm. of that school to go there. And it's, uh, I, I don't really understand it. Um, I believe they put that rule into effect to keep enrollment up. Uh, I think it was like 20, 30 years ago, whatever it was. Was it, was it when DeSales was, you know, kind of, I mean, they're powerhouse. top of fo- powerhouse in football too now again, right? There's, yeah, uh, dude, they're in the state finals. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, so they're doing really well, man. We got uh, – So do you think it came of that from back then? Is that when it started? Do you know if that was when it started? Or? I have no idea, but I know they their, their reasoning was something about keeping enrollment up at each school. So mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, guys were kind of getting cherry-picked mm-hmm. to different schools, you know, for their talents. So I'm sure that was one of the reasons behind it. But, I mean, honestly, dude, like with – you know, you go into Cleveland, you know, obviously I went to St. Ed's and then you got Ignatius right down the street. Right. right. I mean, people should definitely, if you're paying money, you yeah. should be able to pick and choose. Right. Walsh like and CBCA pay. literally across the street. Right. <laughs> That's right. Right. And you can see, see the other yeah. school, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I don't understand the whole, uh, I mean, if those lines were pulled down, it'd be, it'd be crazy for us. Um, mm-hmm. from a wrestling perspective, we definitely, I got all those guys like I just named off, like Burden and and uh, Wilson, you know, and Cernus was another one who's, you know, all the way out in Pennsylvania now. Like, there's a lot of guys that can't come to the sales unless they pick up, move, trans. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, it's just crazy. I mean, people have to like uproot their whole living just right. to, especially with COVID now. That's a big, you know, it's like right. another whole whole right. scenario moving. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy, man. Especially. Right now, it's pretty wild, man. People still paying tuition and they're sitting at home doing schooling. I mean, mm-hmm. we had that discussion before. Right. I just, it's crazy to me. This whole world, this world is nuts right now, man. Right. So it cool. is. It's, uh, it's uh, one day closer to the end. I, that's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> closer to the end of the whole thing. Obviously, it's going to change things for, you know, right. for our lifetime. But um, right. it's, we're all dealt the same cards and we'll get through it. So I guess from the club side of things um you know what's that look like then for your club you know obviously a lot of uncertainty you know i know um as far as schedule you know you got tournaments coming up or what i guess what's what's the the training schedule and in tournaments looking like from a club club aspect so a lot of our guys have just kind of done their own thing for the past couple months obviously we just sent quite a bit of guys over to uh national middle school duels Mm -hmm. um so they just hit that this weekend coming up. We got Tulsa. We had a group of like 15 going and we're cut all the way back to about five just from people getting sick or people being around somebody who's sick. So then they're quarantined. So, I mean, it's, it's been a rat race. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other than this, I mean, obviously that got canceled. So that was usually our next heavy hitter for, you know, our grade school and junior high guys. And then um, we're hoping we're hoping your tournament goes off. We're hoping uh, defense soap uh, duels go off. And I mean, we're just taking it week by week. I mean, I'm sitting here on these, I got like 11, I got 11 emails right now going back and forth from all the Columbus coaches. It's a different, it, every single day is it, it's changing, man. Like we're one of the very mm-hmm. last tournaments to still be up and running. We have our DeSales classic for the high school guys on December 5th. Okay. And I don't even know how we're still hosting it, you know, right. because literally every other tournament's been packed. Right. I mean, we only take, what do we got? 11 or 12 teams on the radar. Um, but I mean, things are just wild right now. So we're just taking it day by day, week by week, just whatever we can get. Right. So. We, get, we got a big um, dual tournament at the high school at St. Mary's and you've, I'm sure you've been in that high school. It's, you know, older yeah. building. Yeah. But we usually have 18 teams and, you know, so the plan right now, you know, it's end of January, so we have still have some time to plan, but same thing. It's like, uh, you know, the thought process right now is take, go down to six teams each day. It's a two day tournament and all right, six right. teams the first day, six teams the next day, and we get five matches, you know, and who knows that can change the next 12 hours. It can change within the next week, but, uh, yeah, we're in the same boat. And then, you know, like you said, the, the OAC stuff, trying to plan that out, you know, talking to Cedar point, they've been, really awesome work with but you know it's really not up to them sometimes you know it's the health department's right. call so yeah we're gonna do how's, what we all, can. how's all that looking are they are they pretty much giving you the green light as of now everything's yep 
Yep, as of now, you know, it, it's, you know, the, the, the county's following what the state's, you know, mandates are as far as capacity limits. And then, you know, um, you know, Cedar Point's been, you know, doing volleyball and things like that. And, you know, leagues, um, you know, actually my daughters, they did volleyball out there this fall and, you know, it's huge. Wow. I mean, it's 10 NBA courts. And so they're, Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's huge. And so it's you know, 10 courts so they can spread people out. You know, that's the beauty of it. And uh, wow, that's awesome. So, yeah. And it's, it's brand new. It just opened in, in January. Um, we actually had a duel for the high school out there just to kind of check it out this past year. We had three teams and just did a, a you know, a double duel, but, <clears throat> but yeah, as of now, uh, you know, they're saying here's, you know, the, the county saying whatever the state's mandates are that we're following. Um, obviously, this summer, it was just nuts. You know, you have with Cedar Point and Kalahari and those big, you know, venues, you know, you know, the, the county's kind of high alert. But right, you know, we'll see. It could all change with the next, you know, by the time this post, it could all change too. Yeah, right. <laughs> Here we oh, are. Cool. So, um, yeah, so you now, you know, you're you, – I guess we talked, you know, you're having a brother and, you know, dad coming up under them and you have a daughter, right? She's getting, I seen jujitsu. Are you ever doing yeah. that? Or what? Yeah. She's been, uh, she's been rolling with a dude that's, he runs a super system over in Dublin. Okay. Um, and he lives like 15 minutes from here and I had to rent a facility right up the road. So we just do, we do one private a week. It's only 30 minutes long. She just turned four about a month ago. And I didn't want to get her into wrestling. I don't want to be, I mean, I know what I went through mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I wouldn't want my kid to feel like she came up short or, you know what I mean? Like, or she had to live up to expectations and mm -hmm. all that. Right. So, and I also didn't want to be dad and coach, you mm -hmm. know, I That's just tough. feel like that formula is not mm -hmm. a good one. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I threw her in with, his name's Tyler Beekner. And this dude, he's just a beast with her. He's, he's so patient. He's like, I mean, she starts screwing around and he just like redirects her back in. He does a lot better job than I do. Yeah. Four-year-old, that guy, yeah. <laughs> young guys. It's, sometimes there's no corral in them. <laughs> it's, it's like herding cats sometimes. And yeah. uh, I'll tell you what, dude, she loves it though. Like she's able to roll through, like, she's not great, but she's able to roll through like whole series with them and, you know, she's a pretty smart kid overall. She remembers quite a bit of it. And um, just the last time, he had to roll through, like, a 10-piece series for going from, like, a takedown to a sprawl to a go-behind to a choke. And then she got reversed. And then it, it's just cool seeing, like, the process. And she's so young. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we got her doing that. And then we got her in gymnastics right now. And mm -hmm. kid's just – she's a maniac. So we got to keep her busy, dude. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, the gymnastics good for the my daughters did that for a while too. They like that. Um, anything you're learning from? I mean, are you familiar with jujitsu or anything you're kind of learning with alongside your daughter while she's well, learning or anything? We actually did. What's crazy about it? So, you remember back a few years ago before we got to the sales, we were um, running Ronin, tra Ronin Training Center. Mm -hmm. So it's right down there in Grandview, um, right by downtown Columbus. And, um, so we went into business there. So I kind of was, you know, kind of getting in the understanding of jujitsu and everything else. And, uh, honestly, the thing that I like most about it is the respect. I feel like it's a little bit different than wrestling. Like, yeah, you're still trying to choke somebody out, but at the same time, the respect level is a little bit different. And that's mm -hmm. what I wanted my daughter to kind of jump into and understand like, Hey, you're not just out there to whoop somebody's ass. Like you're also, you know, you're competing. There's a respect level you have to, you know, stay within. And, um, I, I, I enjoy that. Now Tyler keeps trying to get me to come up and do some, tr um, training sessions over at the jujitsu gym. It's actually where Lance goes and trains every okay. now and again. Um, but I don't honestly, dude, I'm so busy with training the kids and everything else. Right. It's not the easiest to get over there and get my own training going. Right. It's you got your hands full, right? Um, so, so Lance is back in Columbus then? Is that right now? Yes. He, uh, he lives actually probably 20 minutes from me. He was right by the Easton area. Mm -hmm. um, so and he, built, he built a house here, what was that, three years ago? And then he just um, started a construction company doing like landscaping, paver patio jobs tree removal, a bunch of, but a little bit of everything, honestly. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
this year PFL had shut down his fight organization. Right. So instead of like postponing it and just rebooting it when they can, um, you know, kind of like how UFC has done, just keep it no fans and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. still have the fights. They shut it down completely. And he's not too happy about it. I know he's been back and forth with them, you know, lawsuits being thrown around this and that. And, you know, uh, I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's mainly the money. I think it's more about the simple fact he is probably in his prime right now mm-hmm. right. and probably doesn't want to fight till he's 45 and deadhead. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. Right. So, you know, that punch drunk feeling. So, um, I think he was trying to maybe get a couple more years under his belt and cash out and, you know, mm-hmm. move into another venture, but I, he's not too happy about it. That's for sure. So, I mean, you know how it goes. Your body probably feels, Oh yeah, you got a time, you got a time frame, and he, he, yeah. he knows, okay, here's my, you know, time exactly. to earn that key, earn that money. And then, you know, if they're not releasing them or giving them options to do anything, he, he's kind of, you know, handcuffed to, yep. to that. He, yep. he has a little one, a girl too, on the way. Right. Yeah, he's like, what is she, five months pregnant, okay. I believe, right now? Yeah. We all got these he's girls, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. Girls everywhere. We went from all boys to you guys as well. Same. Yeah, I had uh, three younger brothers. Girls. And then uh, Drew has three boys. Corey has a boy. But uh, so, you know, but yeah, I got all girls. But so you guys you see he come in the room at all? You guys kind of, um, I know he has his own thing going on, but you kind of you know, from your club aspect, you kind of bounce things off him or learn from him what he's learning in his training that you can share with your athletes? Um, it gives you a little bit different perspective. So like when you're stepping in, you know, obviously when Lance cashed out, you know, on, you know, a couple monster title fights, oh, yeah. you know, cleared that million dollars each. And mm-hmm. It was, uh, it was cool because it kind of gives you a perspective of, Hey, wrestling doesn't stop when you're done with high school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be the best wrestler and go into college and do this and that you can take off into this or, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it's cool to see the extra options. Cause when I was a kid and I'm sure same with you, you know, you look and it's like, you can win an Olympic title, but mm-hmm. what else is there? You know? Mm-hmm. And then right. you know, people, you know, some of the guys maybe had jumped into WWE or whatever, but you know, going from what you're learning and what you're doing and, you know, everything you're instilling in yourself, you know, just with maybe one or two extra styles, whether it's boxing or jujitsu added in or whatever it may be, you know, you're, you're an all around MMA guy, you know, and then seeing how much money people clear on these fights. I mean, dude, it's crazy. If I have to put in two months of fighting and training and a training camp and come out with a 60, 80, hundred thousand dollar check, you know, Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. You know, I yeah. think, um, you know, I don't, I just see our era being a little bit different, man. I don't see a whole lot of nine to fivers going on. I see, mm-hmm. you know, just a bunch of innovators and, uh, you know, I think the MMA is just an awesome, awesome venture for these guys to be able to drive into from wrestling. Right. Right. I remember, um, you know, back when I helped Zeb with Ohio flow to start out, I was, I just happened to be in Columbus for something. I popped over to, um, how state's practicing in Lance was there and I remember interviewing him and you know, Hey, what's the plans after you graduate? And he's like, I'm going to like at that right out of college. Right. He went out to team alpha male. Right. Is that what he started? He went, out there? So he was trying to coach at Ohio state. Okay. They ended up uh, not needing him there. So he went to Virginia tech for a year under okay. um, who was it? Coach Roby and uh, coach dresser. Mm, dresser yep. He went there for a year and then he flew out the next year straight to Cali and I mean, dude, it didn't happen overnight, though. I remember him yeah. being out there for, shoot, maybe four or five years. and But just, he knew that was the plant, right? He was a yeah. senior. And, you know, what I'm yeah. getting at, he was in college. Like that's, and that was still kind of new then. You know what I mean? Like you're saying, right. things have changed. And I just remember like, okay, that's cool. You know, that's, that's cool. And everyone knew, you know, that knew him knew he was a bad dude. You know, and it's like, all right, he's going to figure it out. But, uh, right. and he got paid, you know, he's getting paid. And, yeah. You know, so, um, do you see, um, I was talking with another coach on this, you know, you know, with the state of everything, you know, programs drop in and you know, RTCs, um, you know, do you see more partnerships down the road and that landscape, like you're saying that nine to five is going to be out the window for some of these guys. And, you know, you got <clears throat> these cards popping up on the wrestling side and, you know, the MMA side, do you see these RTCs and potential like wrestling and MMA gyms kind of, you know, working together, you know, they're, 
training top level athletes. So they're trying right. to achieve the same thing. Do you see that happening or what do you, what's your take on that? I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, you know, just bringing all the combat sports together and, mm -hmm. you know, growing as a whole. I mean, obviously, you know, wrestling, you know, can bring up some MMA guys and MMA's bringing up, bringing them up, you know, financially, I think, I think all these guys can go hand in hand, hand in hand with one another. But, uh, I just, I just think it's cool that, you know, like, so when we were over at Ronin, it was like a Muay Thai, it was a wrestling gym, it was boxing gym, um, jujitsu, obviously, it was just cool seeing it all come together. And it was a pretty slick space because you had, you got the octagon, you got, you know, everything was just all spread out. It wasn't like everybody was sharing one space and, right. you know, switching throughout the mats. But, um, as far as like a business, I think, uh, you know, I just see wrestling moving in a direction. I mean, fingers crossed this doesn't happen, but I see wrestling in general moving to like a club type of sport. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like with all these universe, I mean, obviously your big heavy hitter universities probably won't drop it, but you know, all these little universities just don't see the value in it. And I mean, I, I just see everything kind of moving into a club direction. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which could possibly be more profitable for not only, you know, the people running it, but also the people, you know, the athletes, mm -hmm. you know, obviously when you're coming up through high school and college, can't get paid, can't do this. And we all know how tough it is to make it. You know, even mm -hmm. I was on full scholarship at Ohio state, I was broke as a joke all the time, you know, mm -hmm. it'd been great if I was competing and making money and allowed to, you know? So um, I think it'd be sweet to see, an organization happen, something that's right out of high school. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe a lower tier. Um, but same thing, like you're doing cards, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So whether it's wrestling matches or you're doing boxing or a mixture of, you know, MMA, whatever it may be, but something right out of high school. So there's like another thing for people to jump into. Right. Right. So I got to ask this. So I, it was, uh, you had fret one right this summer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, we had him in, I think, a year or two ago, and he brings up, you know, Jay Jaggers does this. And he looks like, who knows Jay Jaggers? And like, I think two of the 50 kids raised it. He's like, come <laughs> on, what's going on? You guys don't know how, you know, do you ever run into that at these camps? Like, people like don't know who you are. And if you, they don't, you know, is there a video that you kind of say, go watch me, check, check me out here or something? You know what I mean? The first few camps that I did, especially like, I mean, this was just two years ago, I did a few camps out of state. Mm -hmm. kids had no idea who I was dude and I was just like all right screw it whatever and uh usually like when I go into a camp I don't usually talk about like my wrestling or anything like that mm -hmm. we just kind of jump right into it and I just mm -hmm. kind of build a relationship with the kids that I'm training at the time and um it's kind of cool though because these guys would be like hey did you uh what state did you wrestle out of? I was like damn this guy don't even know where I'm from <laughs> but uh you know, and then we'll be sitting there, and the next thing you know, people always bring up the match with me and Taylor and stuff like that. Match you know, of the century, people. right? I mean, that yeah, was, I mean, that was that was a big one, though, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is you used to always see people dodging people, right? You know, to try mm -hmm. to pad the record or I don't know, whatever it may you, be. We never see that in a duel setting either. You know, you might right. see an Ironman finals marquee match, right? But exactly. not in a duel, right? Yeah, I mean. I, I thought it was awesome. You know, me and Taylor grew up together, you know, flying, staying in hotels together, wrestling at Reno and everything else. And, you know, we always had competed back and forth for like OWs at different tournaments. And, mm -hmm. you know, to finally go toe to toe, you know, both of our senior years, it was pretty badass. It was, it was a cool duel. Obviously he got the better of me that day, but just in general, I think that's what we need, dude. You know, like for me as an athlete, it was good because I was kind of, it was all kinds of things going on senior year, but it was good for me to get that loss before the state tournament mm -hmm. because I just was not on track of what I usually was, mm -hmm. whether it was injury or we had all kinds of craziness going on that year, but, um, you know, kind of redirected me and I was like, damn, you know, I need to get back on the airdyne bike and get back doing my training like I was doing. And, you know, you get to that spot where you're in a comfort zone. You're mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm tech pinning everybody throughout the damn season, you know, other mm -hmm. than Ironman, what do I need to do? You know, and then I get right. a call and they're, they're like, hey, 
you know, David wants to jump up, Russell at 140. I'm like, sweet. Mm-hmm. Three days ain't enough to get ready, to get ready for a <laughs> you know, match like that. But um, it, it was, was good, his, though. In his gym, right? And it's a smaller gym. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. place was rocking. It's Yeah, it's a really small gym. And it's real old. Everything's mm-hmm. real old. And they had the bleachers that were on the stage that ran up the whole stage. But the place was packed, dude. A bunch mm-hmm. of people from Ohio State ended up coming over for the duel. Um, it was wall to wall people. It was, it was awesome. Cause the energy was crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember giving up like a reversal or whatever, or takedown towards the end of the match. And cause you, you, know were, winning, you were winning most of the match. Weren't you? you took him down first, right? Yeah, dude. I, I hit like a duck, a, duck under. Or something? I hit a, I actually went for a high crotch and okay. he like kind of circled out when he circled out, I just kind of caught it okay. like a duck and, and okay. covered it up. But, um, but yeah, like, you know, that feeling like it, when people just roar. So like for a year four state title, you know, when people just are all standing, it's like the best feeling in the world. <laughs> so being on the opposite end of that, <laughs> wow. I was just like, damn, this is a lot of energy going on right yeah. now. But it's not for me. <laughs> and they were close. So you could probably feel, you know, they're oh, close. You can just feel it probably. Yeah. I mean, there was at, at one point I got a reversal on Taylor, I believe it was. And, uh, you see in the background my dad's doing knees to chest like he's just front row just (laughs) knees all the way up it was it was awesome dude it was it was hilarious the energy was crazy and then you know obviously the respect level for one another at the end of the match is always the same and right um but yeah it was a good eye-opener dude because you know you never know and then I ended up thinking I'm wrestling Brad Squire in the state finals you know kid who I think he was ranked third or fourth in the country at the Mm -hmm. time he ended up getting beat up pretty good by Tommy Sasfi, who's now my assistant coach. <laughs> I was going to ask Josh's I, brother. Right? Dude, I completely forgot to throw him in there for, so yeah, yeah. So I just brought him on. Um, he just started like two weeks ago with us. Basically he was got married, right? Huh? He just got married, right? Yeah. He just got married. Um, you know, he's the brother of uh, barbarian apparel, Josh Sasfi. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so this dude, he's, he's just a great dude. He's a teacher. He's a good guy. We've been buddies ever since we wrestled in the state finals and um, just a good dude in general. And he's another one who does a really, really good job with the kids, like especially the younger kids. Like he's very good with like patience and understanding. And, you know, he does a good job of redirecting them and getting their attention back focused. I'm more of the guy I'm just like screaming and yelling. <laughs> like if you're not, if you're not elite yet, go stand over there and he'll help you out type of deal. But, um, but yeah, so Tommy Sasfi ends up beating Brad Squire in the state, in the state semis and like pretty handily. It was crazy. So I ended up wrestling a dude who I only beat him three to one. It was, it was a really close match, but, um, but yeah, definitely took that Taylor match to redirect my, uh, mm-hmm. redirect my focus. That's uh, yeah, I'm sure it's still out there. I have to find it and put in the show notes for those, those, uh, coaches to share with the youngsters so they know who you are right <laughs> right so tommy sasby story he wrestled with my brother troy at kent and um, right. one summer i had a re-roofing my my uh, first house it had hail damage or something so i was re-roofing it and uh so i had to do it myself you know i was like troy get your college buddies up here and tommy is one of the guys so I think he was complaining about his hands and getting blisters or something. So I asked him about it, bust his chops. How's his so, hands doing? Yeah. So. My fingers hurt. <laughs> My, your it back's going to hurt. <laughs> Classic. That's awesome. No, yeah. I haven't seen him in a minute. Um, but that's awesome. You got him on staff. Obviously, if he, like you said, the patience at the beginner level, it's, you got to have that. You know what I mean? Because right. you got to have the guy that's, you know, bad cop, and then you got to have good cop in the room too. You know, exactly. what I mean? if not, um, it's gonna be a long practice, a long year. But uh, that's right. cool. A- any other matches stick out uh, that beside that match of the century? That uh, you know, because uh-huh. it's part of the branding, right? I mean, right now with these cards, right, they're trying to bring people in that people are gonna watch with these cards. Obviously, you're done competing, but right you know, now, you know, you run in your your program. How many years now in Central High with your club? I believe we started in 2011, so about nine years. Yeah, so um, I mean, you've been, you know, you got these ones jumping up every year, and then you know yeah. whatever it is. But yeah. you know, you, you kind of, you know, you have a system in place, and I know you bring guys, and you know, like I said, you bring like Fretwell in or guys that give it a different angle. But um, right. <laughs> I'm just curious, any other matches you kind of tell you know because you're not telling, hey, go watch this kid, but any other matches that stick out that you know you'd want kids to see you you wrestle in or. 
Um, honestly, I would say like the one of the biggest standout matches that I won was probably my state finals my freshman year. Okay. I just uh, I don't know what it was, but like my freshman year, you would think like going into the state tournament and you know the wow factor of mm-hmm. the Ohio State tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, I figured I'd be super nervous and super like just I it was the complete opposite. I was so focused and so just ready to just get after it. Um I was wrestling a kid named Ryan Fields and we had trained together and everything else throughout, you know, a little bit throughout high school that actually with Burnett, he had come up. And um man, I just dude, I just opened up the gate and I ended up I think I was I think I tech pinned him in the finals. Nice. And he was a kid. He wrestled Tony Jamison the year before in the state finals. I want to say it was like a three to two match. Um, and I don't know, man, I just freshman year, I just, the confidence level was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that I try to, you know, push onto my guys. I'm always like, Hey, you know, if your focus and your concentration isn't there and you're worried about your nerves, you're probably not going to wrestle very well, you know? And, Dude, there's guys we go to the we go to your tournament, OAC mm-hmm. State, and it's just I have some kids that they shut down. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you're in sixth grade. Where mm-hmm. is the pressure coming from? Because right. I'm sitting over here, I'm high fiving you whether you win or lose, you know. Mm-hmm. Just understand, uh, just understanding the longevity of you know the sport mm-hmm. and where I want these guys, but just just trying to instill confidence in these guys is probably you know one of the biggest things that I shoot for. So what do you say to someone, you know, you know, OEC state, it can be overwhelming for a kid, right? It might, you right. Know, there might be like you're, you're saying before these dual tournaments are big and they're going to these, you know, it's more of a, you know, convention style. And then you get to exactly. OEC state and you're walking through the tunnel and all that, you know, atmosphere walking into the arena, it can be overwhelming, right. but I think in the big picture, it's kind of helping them set them up for state, right? That first no time, doubt. like you said, freshman year, you walk out, but what do you say to that? You know, fifth sixth grade or even you know middle school kid you know that you see him in the room you've seen him at all these tournaments all year and then they get to that point and they're kind of shying away or just overwhelmed what do you say as a coach so like say we're getting ready for oac state Mm -hmm. i usually give them the perspective like hey this is what it looks like this is what you're going to get into you're going to go back in the bullpen Mm -hmm. then they have like these gates and you're going to walk into the gate you know because I think a lot of it, you know, when you go from all these dual team tournaments, like we had discussed before we jumped on here, the pressure isn't there. There's mm-hmm. not really that much pressure unless you're in a big duel and it's coming down to the wire and you're like one of the last matches. And how often does that happen really, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we had it once or twice in my whole career between, I think once with, I think it was both with Blair, you know, when we we're dueling Blair against St. Ed's. But, um, you know, so you don't really under, you don't get that, uh, that whole feeling of overwhelming going on, you know? Mm -hmm. So I explained the situation to him, what it's going to feel like, where you're going to go. You know, you're going to be with your mom or dad. You're going to come up into here. I'll meet you out on the floor and then we'll walk to the mat. But if you don't explain that to them and then they get there and they're just kind of like looking around, (laughs) they're all nervous. And it's like, dude, it's a wrestling mat. Mm -hmm. It's just a bigger place. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing, you know? But um, I, I try to explain to them, what they're going to feel, what they're going to go through. And I think their confidence goes up because they know that I've already been there, done that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, someone's in my corner that knows what's yeah. happening. So they don't feel alone yeah. out there. Exactly. And it's not like, you know, I'm just making it up. They know they'll feel everything that I just got done explaining to them on Thursday's practice. They're like, oh, okay, he's right. Yeah, this is, this is it. And then I think, though, going through the high school tunnel for the first time, Mm-hmm. those jitters you're just gonna have to deal with them i mean you know how it goes man you walk out there and it's just like you, you walk out of that tunnel and it's that roar and it's right, like right damn yeah uh, yeah my senior year actually when it moved it used to be at in dayton so my senior year was the first year at ohio state so it was a little you know i thought okay going through this is gonna be the routine you know yeah back here and then you know senior year was in columbus so actually our you know jude um rothy what yeah. he did, he actually took us. We went to like a women's basketball game there or something. He's like, and you know, we got to see the arena before, you know, before the state tournament. And we walked through all the, the facilities and things like that. So when we got down there, you know, here, you know, Beautiful. a lot of our guys have already wrestled it, you know, in Dayton. But now we, right. okay, now we know, um, 
you know, at least some of the layout, it's not, everything's not so foreign, but uh, right. the same thing. And um, you bring yeah, up a good idea. I think it's, I think it's a good part of coaching. And another thing that uh, coach Hef, when we were at Ed's, one thing he always did, he made it a rule when we went to the state tournament, you weren't allowed to stay and watch. You were oh. in, you would come through the door, you'd warm up, you'd, you'd get on the mat, get on the board and do your thing wrestle and as soon as you were done you were rolling you were taking the first van back as soon as the first van was filled that one was taken off back to the uh to the hotel just because you don't realize sitting around at a tournament how much it drains you you right. know right. and then you're getting drawn in on certain matches and then you your emotions are all running right. you don't realize you're just draining yourself watching right. you know joe over here on that too yeah I, i've told this uh on a previous episode, but you'll get this, you know, from the brother asset. Actually, my senior year, you know, Drew wrestled right before me. Um, you know, he was 19, I was 25. And our semifinals and finals match, uh, our coach put us back, you know, where the media kind of exit is. Yeah. They yep. put me in, a, there's a closet back there. Like, you're not allowed to watch him wrestle. So I didn't know <laughs> if he won his semifinals or finals. You know, I knew his finals he won. Uh, but they would open the door. You're up. And I just ran, you know, cause D three's on that end. You know what that's I mean? Awesome. So that's what, you know, I, at least I had smart enough coaches to know that, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause yeah. I would have been drained, you know, he had some, you know, he just, you know, sophomore, you know, right. Out of, you know, and they're like, you got to worry about you, you know, yeah. what he does. So it was pretty cool. I had coaches, you know, that, yeah. that understood that. Cause some, some guys don't think that through, but uh, yeah, they definitely don't. There's, there's so much more to the sport than just training and showing up to the match, you know, like, Mm-hmm. that the mental aspect i think it's good now that there's a lot of different um directions these guys can turn you know uh what is that one called is it something mindset i'm drawing a blank wrestling uh, mindset that yeah yeah, yeah. Him on, yeah jake hunter and i know there's mike that they, yeah, they have a lot yeah. of people yeah they, they do a, they do a phenomenal job yeah yeah he reached out to me he's supposed to be coming to our camp next nice. saturday or yeah. sunday but uh they just do a good job of keeping kids at ease mentally and anymore mm-hmm. i mean Dude, especially with social media, these kids' minds got to be all over the place. I mean, I see uh, some of these, these TikToks, and I'm just like, I don't even know how these kids make it through a day. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. Right. But uh, another thing with the whole mental approach, and Coach Bellamy, you know, I, I know you know him too, one of our coaches up here, his approach to what it does for other sports. I know, I, you know we're at a smaller school, so a lot of our guys do multiple sports, and he's telling these you know, like a football coach, you know, if you want your quarterback to be comfortable under center in a game winning situation, have him wrestle. We don't expect him to be an all-star wrestler, but right. He, he, he so many times these other sports, they get to the, you know, game match point, whatever, or, you know, football or, you know, your pitcher and your, you know, bottom of the whatever, and you got to pitch that strike, you know, right. you've wrestled. It's kind of like, okay, you know, I've, I felt this heart rate, you know, I felt this pressure and, you yeah. know, it's, I don't know. There's a lot, people can take away from wrestling i feel like too you know but you know, no we're, we're preaching to the choir on that we know yeah. we know that but uh, so you you have anything else ask share tell anything you know where they can find you or any other stories you want to tell uh, um i mean honestly other than uh you know camp coming up next weekend i mean we could be sitting down here all day about storytelling yeah. but yeah. um yeah, man, I uh, I just hope we have a season. I hope things stay smooth. Um, this stuff's been a little little wild lately, but um, we got uh, we, like I said, we got our Thanksgiving boot camp coming up next weekend. Um, that should be a good one. And then uh, wrestling mindset's supposed to be coming in one of those days, so to kind of be, you know, double bang for your buck. Nice. Um, nice. Other than that, cpwrestling.net and down here in Columbus. Nice. So, nice. Well, thanks, man. I'm sure, you know, I hope we cross paths soon and, uh, you know, everything, if not, you know, I'm sure I'll be in touch and talk to you, but. Sounds good. Yeah. Thank- keep us in touch with the tournaments. Cause I got all kinds of guys looking right now. Yeah, yeah for sure, man. Thanks so. for your time, man. Yep. Thanks dude. We'll talk to you. Yeah.